You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. February 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Boss, and I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic split their weekend pairing with the Chicago Bulls, a game of star-making proportions and a game of disheartening reality. We'll talk about both sides of that coin and what they mean for each other as the Magic is set for a four-game West Coast road trip this week. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Portland Trailblazers or the Chicago Bulls? Check out Locked On Blazers or Locked On Bulls. Want to catch up on everything Super Bowl 55 from the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Check out our pals at Locked On Bucks. That's B-U-C-S. Not to be confused with our pals at Locked On Bucks, B-U-C-K-S. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. The Orlando Magic certainly seem to use their day off properly. Uh, In Friday's game, a 123-119 win over the Chicago Bulls. The Magic looked refreshed, looked focused, looked energetic. They brought the fight to the Chicago Bulls, and they led for most of the game. There is not a lot to hate about that game, especially the fact that Nikola Vucevic scored a career-high 43 points. He was getting whatever he wanted, taking Daniel Gafford on the block, popping out for three-pointers. It was a quintessential Nikola Vucevic game. Um, He had 19 rebounds as well for good measure. It was a fantastic game and and a proof that Nikola Vucevic is at an all-star level. We'll get to that later on in the show. But the Magic got plenty of support, too. Evan Fournier had a really nice game. Cole Anthony nearly had his first career double-double with 17 points and 9 assists. The Magic were the dominant team throughout and controlled things for most of the game. Uh, Clifford was, Steve Clifford was actually very complimentary of the team's defense despite giving up 119 points, saying that, you know, that, that you know except for some ball containment issues and certainly a, a poor fourth quarter, which we'll talk about, um, Orlando's defense was good. And honestly, I have to agree. I think the Magic were making a concerted strategy to take away paint points and to force mid-range jumpers, and the Bulls were hitting hitting them. But that was fine. Um, Orlando was getting to the foul line really, really well, and their offense was humming along perfectly. But the seeds of problems were laid in that game. Zach Levine scored 24 of his 26 points in the fourth quarter, tying the game in the fourth quarter after Orlando had an 11-point lead entering the quarter and nearly giving the Bulls a victory. Chicago fans, despite a last-two-minute report that stated the otherwise, were likely complaining about a jump ball that wasn't given, and the Magic very nearly gave the game away, with Evan Fournier committing a couple major turnovers late in the game. But Chicago was not able to hit a couple shots. They missed a couple layups, point blank. 
Orlando was able to get a much-needed win, and it felt like a win that they could build on, doing a lot of really, really good things throughout. Um, but one win in this league doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, one win in this league is not going to change a team's fortunes. One win in this league is not defining in the least. The Magic needed to do more. And unfortunately, they were not able to do more in their second game. They were not able to back this win up with another one. And in fact, the loss on Saturday was probably even worse. Evan Fournier was a late scratch, literally literally pulled right at the last second because of back spasms, not able to go. Uh, And the Magic's offense certainly suffered for it, um, lacking the shooting, the team's ball movement got super stagnant. And despite scoring 31 points in the first quarter, Orlando fell behind. They scored only 12 points in the second quarter and trailed by 18 at halftime. That only got worse, though. The starters unable to reel things back in, giving up a 33-point deficit. And as I've often said uh, over the course of the years, 30-point deficits say less about the team that's leading and more about the team that's trailing. This was not for lack of effort. I think Orlando tried. Um, But as Clifford would put it, lack of focus or lack of purpose. The team was trying to do everything by themselves. They were not moving the ball. They were not uh, keeping the ball moving up and down the court or side to side as they were doing for most of the, the quarter beforehand. They weren't getting into the foul line. They were letting Chicago dictate the terms of the game. And even with the depleted roster that the Magic have, they can play better. And that's the bottom line of all this. Orlando can play better. And they just simply aren't. Or they, they're not able to get over that hump to play better for this team. This is the frustrating part of the season. Um, it's it's frustrating part of really the last two seasons. Knowing full well the Magic can play better. Knowing full well that the Magic know exactly what they have to do to win. And even though it is difficult, I'm not going to say it's not difficult to do to, to play with the margins for error that the Magic have to play with. They just simply aren't doing it. And when your star player is a center like Nikola Vucevic, he needs someone to get him the ball. Orlando was not getting the ball inside to Nikola Vucevic. Um, he, was, he was certainly facing a lot of double teams, so he wasn't getting a ton of help uh, when he was able to pass the ball back out. Uh, And eventually, he too was standing on the perimeter, kind of watching or trying to make something happen where there wasn't much to happen. The Magic's defense was poor. Zach Levine continued the aggression of that fourth quarter when he scored 24 points. He scored 39 uh, in the game on Saturday, attacking the basket with abandon, hitting three-pointers, especially in the fourth quarter, to to keep the Magic at bay after a spirited effort from some guys. We'll talk about that. Um, And Orlando was... They were behind. Uh, and climbing uphill and unable to make the climb. The Bulls defeated the Orlando Magic uh, on, in, on Saturday um, by the final score of 118-92. to Again, that to me says that the Magic's offense was not working, and when the Magic's offense doesn't work, it makes the defense that much harder. We know the Magic can play better. That's, that's honestly all we can say. We know the Magic can play better. This is not simply about execution. This is, uh, this is about focus and, as Clifford said, about force of play. And so it was encouraging then to see that the Magic get that force of play from their deep bench guys. Yes, in garbage time in the fourth quarter, the Magic made the score look a little bit more respectable. Not that much. 
Mo Bamba had a fantastic fourth quarter, uh, getting some getting some playing time, not meaningful playing time, but playing time. He rolled hard to the basket, was able to finish around the basket. I think he had 12 points, five rebounds, three offensive rebounds. Didn't make a three, which is, I think, honestly, that's that's a good sign. Defensively, he looked engaged and active. It was hard not to notice him. It was hard not to see the score dipping down with Bamba on the floor. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you after what we talked about last week that it's definitely time to play Mo Bamba, but the kid earned his minutes. The kid earned his keep. And I think that it's it's been unfair for him, to, for him not to play as well as Ken Burch has played, but this team needs impactful players right now. And while Ken Burch, I think, is solid, he's not impactful. And of course, this loss to the Bulls suggests deeper problems for the Orlando Magic. Problems that are going to need a bigger fix in the long run. We're going to talk about what the Magic have to do or what the Magic should do coming up here in just a moment, plus more on Nikola Vucevic's career night before we wrap that up. But first, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you a little bit more about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic. But what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts today. No doubt, the the Orlando Magic are in a rut. Um, They've lost 13 of their last 16 games. They are falling out of the playoff picture very, very quickly, although they are still in it. Um, let's, let's not kid ourselves. As bad as the Magic have played, the Eastern Conference is extremely forgiving, and the Magic still find themselves in the race where one good week puts them right back in pole position. But to be sure what the Magic are doing is not working. To be sure the Magic have struggled to find the right combinations, to find the right rhythm, to find the right groupings. Some of this has been dictated by injury. The team is just so hit by injuries, they're still piecing together rotations and still throwing out lineups that they don't have much of a choice on. A lot of the Mo Bamba arguments we're having is because the center position is the one place where the Magic don't, the Magic actually have options. Um, And again, Mo Bamba, certainly, the way he played on Saturday night, looks like he deserves more minutes or deserves a closer look at the minutes. And uh, any rotation change that the Magic do seems to 
start with Mo, Mo Bamba and, and putting him in the lineup as, as one of the few things that the Magic can actually do to shift the rotation because they just don't have anyone else on the roster. Steve Clifford explained when someone asked him last week about the potential of adding another point guard. Sure, the Magic would like to add another veteran point guard, but who are you cutting? Because the roster is full. The Magic's injuries have undoubtedly forced the Magic to throw out playing groups uh, and rotations that have not been fully tested. The pandemic season itself preventing the team from conducting full practices, full contact practices to figure out which lineup groupings work. And again, that might be a reason why Mo is not able to play is he hasn't had the practice time to show that he's better than these other players. Whereas, you know, again, whereas, you know, someone like Chumo Kiki has to play to get Ken Burks more minutes at the center rather than a power forward. You know, Frank Mason has to play because there's no one else to handle the point guard duties. This has been the unfortunate reality of the season. Um, and, and Steve Clifford certainly has had to piece together lineups in ways that he is probably not the most comfortable at doing. He's leaning on veterans because that's who he trusts. And I have every belief that when Al Farouk Aminu returns, he is going to get a very large role with the team, whether as a starting power forward or coming off the bench. I don't think it will cost Chuma Okiki minutes because I think Chuma's played pretty well, but I don't know. I know Gary Clark hasn't played well, um, and certainly I think it's warranted to try and replace him a little bit in the starting lineup. At the end of the day, as Steve Clifford often says, winning comes down to playing well. And right now, the Magic are not playing well long enough to win basketball games consistently. Their best players have had their struggles to carry the team and kind of get them in the right frame of mind. They have a rookie point guard, obviously, who's still learning and figuring things out. It's not easy. And there are no simple or easy answers. Like I said, the Bamba thing might help a little bit, but it, it doesn't fix some of the overlying problems, the overarching problems this team faces. But what is clear now that the Magic have struggled so much is that the Magic cannot rely on the usual methods they would have to fix their roster. They cannot rely on a practice to try out a new playing group. They can't really even rely on a game to give them the full information that they need. And while I do applaud Steve Clifford for having the patience to say that, for having the patience to say that we need to give groups the time to play together, um, I think that's that's very fair, um, and I think warranted. But it's also paralyzes him a little bit. I think Clifford's biggest weakness, biggest strengths, are also some of his biggest weaknesses. He's a meticulous planner, but he doesn't always have the ability to improvise. And in a season where there's very little time to practice, and certainly with a team that's full of injuries, being willing to improvise, being willing to try something, even if it costs you a little bit, to, to roll the dice a little bit, I think is something that this team needs to do. We haven't seen Mobamba play. And as well as Ken Birch is playing, this team is struggling, especially on the defensive end. At, uh, when you're down 30, I, I, I had this thought Saturday too, you're down by 20. Something needs to change the energy of the game. Throw them out there. Now, you don't want to 
look like a coach that's lost control. You don't want to be trying things haphazardly. There needs to be a plan. There needs to be some thought behind it. But this is also a season that requires some experimentation. But at the end of the day, it still requires execution. And Clifford is right to point out that regardless of the lineup, the Magic need to execute better. And losing Evan Fournier the way they did Saturday certainly didn't help matters. But the Magic just... It's, it's simple. They need to be better. And lineup change isn't going to necessarily fix all that. It certainly can. And I think Clifford does need to take a hard look at his rotations and a hard look at what this team is capable of doing. At what's working and what's not working. And right now, yes, Steve Clifford probably needs to think about abandoning some groupings and player groups that are clearly not working. Unfortunately, some of that might be unavoidable because of the injuries. The injuries are the overarching story. And until Chubo, Chubo Kiki's fully healthy and ready, until the Magic gets some key players back, you know, maybe they'll have Evan Fournier back Tuesdays out with the back spasms. That's still day to day. Clifford said he expect that that they're hoping that Al Farouk Aminu can uh, return to the court at some point during this road trip. It sounds like Michael Carter-Williams is feeling a little bit better. He's still, you know, not close to returning, but his return will be a huge boost to this team's defense, and that will in turn boost the offense a little bit by creating some transition opportunities, which have gone way down since Markel Fultz's injury as the defense has completely disintegrated. But the Magic have to try something, though. They can't just keep trotting the same rotations that everyone knows is not going to work. The Magic, I agree, do have their backs against the wall here. There aren't easy solutions. There aren't obvious answers. But the Magic need to find some answers now because what they're doing is not working. We'll talk a little bit about Nikola Vucevic and what he accomplished this weekend coming up here in just a moment. But first, as my copy loads here, the NFL season is over, but sports continues on and on and on. Then there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust to get you the sports action that you need. And that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. The NFL is over, but college basketball and the NBA are in full swing. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar now comes in 18 amazing flavors, all more delicious than ever before. You've heard me talk about Built Bar a lot here on the podcast. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's not some crazy thing that's going to load you up, make you feel kind of bloated and bad. It's not a, a, it's not a meal replacement. It is a true snacking protein bar, something that gives you the protein you need to power through the rest of your day. And like I said, comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate. Not all at the same time, but each individual bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're perfect for the health-conscious person so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. 
Bars are low calorie, many of them under 150 calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicap expert Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. We are coming down to the wire here in NBA All-Star voting and Nikola Vucevic is notably not in the top 10. There are several players that are objectively worse or having worse seasons than the season that Nikola Vucevic is having for the Orlando Magic. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Nikola Vucevic is going to get voted in. He plays for a small market franchise that is struggling to keep its head above water and be relevant in the bigger picture. It is hard for a center, a center that doesn't have a lot of flash to his game, that is just solid and fits in the gaps for the most part to get all of his points, it is tough for that player to make a dent with the fans. If Nikola Vucevic will head to Atlanta for the All-Star Game next month, it will be because the coaches voted him in. But that's okay. That's okay. Nikola Vucevic has been operating in the background for so long, both on the Magic and in the larger NBA landscape. This, what's different about this season is he's no longer in the background. This season, there is a concerted effort, a concerted push both by the Magic and by his teammates to get the word out that he is an all-star, to appreciate everything that he has done for this team, everything that he's done to carry this team in many, many ways. Nikola Vucevic is a quiet guy. Um, we've been around him, obviously, for so long. We, we know his personality pretty well. He's got a dry sense of humor, um, and he's pretty quiet. He's not looking to show off or, or make any large statements himself. So he lets his play do the talking. And his play this year has done a lot of talking. Averaging a career high around 24 points per game, up around 12 rebounds per game, shooting uh, one of the best effective field goal percentages of his career, up around 53-54% effective field goal percentage. He is doing everything this team is asking of him and a whole lot more. In fact, the Magic really can't ask him to do much else. He's expanded his game out to three-point line, shooting with better efficiency and better volume from beyond the arc, something that has completely unlocked his offensive game and changed the way defenses have to defend him as much as the way that he's been able to score and attack defenses. He's actually working off the dribble a little bit more too, able to drive past bigs. And his game Friday against the Chicago Bulls, a 43-point effort marking a career high, a 19-rebound effort was just yet another sign of how Vucevic has evolved and changed his game. To put it plainly, Nikola Vucevic has spent most of his career in the background. He was a bit player in the Magic's trade of Dwight Howard, a player that honestly no one had much expectations for. As he racked up double-double after double-double, I think a lot of Magic fans took him for granted. They focused on his weaknesses and never considered him part of the future. I'll be guilty of that too, and I'm a Vucevic supporter. And he never really got the proper development. 
Uh, of all the players the Magic didn't properly develop, Vucevic has got to be near the top of the list. Yes, Victor Oladipo is clearly more talented, found greener pastures elsewhere. Tobias Harris did much of the same. For a long time, the Magic picked the wrong players to invest in. And really, they might have just had their all-star with them all along. Nikola Vucevic has obviously done a lot of work to get himself to this level. And maybe without this work, probably without this work, he would not be at the level that he is currently at. But Vucevic has done a whole lot. Vucevic has pushed his game to new levels. And we cannot come, with more super, come up with more superlatives to let that be known. Nikola Vucevic is having an all-star caliber season. Whether he actually makes the all-star team will be a debate or a question for later. But he has done a whole lot for this team. And unfortunately, he still has to do more. It's not enough what he's done for the Magic. It's not. He's got to be a more efficient scorer. He's got to be willing to take the team on his shoulders and carry them to set the example for the rest of the team. He's got to be able to force his way to the basket to get points when the team needs a break. The Chicago Bulls over the weekend sent doubles his way every time he was in the post. He was able to figure out how to beat him, but wasn't able to Saturday. And the Magic weren't able to spring him free for threes in the same way that they did on Friday night. Vucevic is still dependent on his teammates to support him and get him the lift that he needs. He's not a true superstar player able to impact the game just by his presence. But he's by far the Magic's best player on the floor and on the roster. Vucevic is no longer in the background here. He is the primary focus of every game, of every team that he plays. He is the primary focus for the Orlando Magic, and this team goes only as far as he can take them, even when they're struggling. And this is the burden that Vucevic has had to carry and has sometimes, frankly, struggled with. Something that he can certainly still continue to improve on as he showed throughout the weekend. But he also showed just how good he can still be and just why he is ex- why exactly he is an NBA All-Star. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Humilly, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun listening on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can always follow, there, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, I'm hoping to look at some lineups and talk about goals for the rest of the season. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is Phil Frost, and I can see you again next time for another episode.